You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, we got to preview the upcoming basketball game. Guess what? College football season is over. That means we have to move into college basketball. Don't get me wrong. We're going to be talking college football pretty much every single day because this is Texas and Texas is built on football. But the Aggies hope to improve their record in SEC play tonight against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the repertoire. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12-man-related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So as I said, tonight there is a game for Texas A&M. Buzz Williams, one of the hottest coaches that came out last season is definitely in line for another successful year. But things are not going exactly according to plan as the year ended in 2019-2020. Going into this year, they started off 5-1 in overall play. They even got a win, and they started 1-1 in SEC play with the victory over Auburn. Since then, they've been on a two-game losing streak, improving to 6-4 on the year, 1-3 against SEC. When you look at this compared to their schedule last season, 16-14 and 14 overall, that means 10 more losses and 10 more wins to meet the criteria of last season, 10-8 and 8 in SEC. That means they have to get 9 more wins and they can only get 5 more losses in regular season play. This is a big deal for Williams, who left Virginia Tech after taking the team to the Sweet 16 in 2018. It looked like this was going to be the roster he was going to build for the future. Now... Biggest thing you have to worry about is what can AM do to fix some things on this side of the ball? It really comes down to offensive play. I mean, you look at how AM has started off the year. They haven't been able to score more than 54 points on the year. That's pretty much all it is. 55 or fewer in all four losses this season. So, to be truthful, the way to win is by scoring more than 55. You have to score 56 or more. That has been the problem. Also, it's about improving your shooting. AM this season is 79 of 208 from the field, putting them at a 37.9% field goal percentage. On top of that, you have to realize what they're doing against Mississippi State. The State Bulldogs enter the game with a 78 points in seven of their last eight games, which makes this a more high scoring opportunity for AM. Meaning, if The Bulldogs' defense struggles at keeping ball in play. This allows A&M to score as much as possible. Keep this in mind. Yes, you're seeing a high-scoring tempo from the likes of the Bulldogs. However, let's look at the opponent's scores to talk defense. They got an 83-73 win over Georgia. Then they got a loss to University of Kentucky. It is Kentucky. We all know about Kentucky. 78-73. 78-73. to 73. They got a 78-63 to 63 win over Missouri. And then last week, they got a promising win, a big win, over Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse. 
84 to 81. So it's not like the defense is making a lot of big stops for Ben Howland's squad. In fact, these are high-scoring games that play in favor of AM getting past the 56 marker. When you look at losses by the Aggies this season, they've all been when they've scored under 55%. Now, that's more so a promising stat line on what you've seen from Mississippi State than it is a knock on AM. But AM has to find a way to score. They cannot rely just on Emmanuel Miller being their only guy. Miller this season is averaging 58.9% from the field goal range. He's 78.8% at the line. He's averaging 17.3 points per game. That's a big deal. When you look at the points per game average between these two, you have uh, 75 to 66 in favor of the Bulldogs. When you look at uh, points allowed, 66 for 65 in favor of the Bulldogs. Actually, that would actually be in favor of A&M. From the field goal range, they actually are pretty even. 43.2 versus 46.8. That means that for every drive they have, there's few turnovers. Every shot is either going in or it's a rebound by the opponent. It just means that ball's moving consistently. And that's something that Ben Hallen has probably been trying to do and trying to build for a while. Then you look at assists per game. 12.3 versus 13. Pretty even. You look at rebounds per game. 33.4 versus 40. You look at steals per game. A&M's in favor of this. 7.5 versus 5.9. They actually have a good shot of getting steals. On top of that, A&M's on a two-game losing streak. Mississippi State's on a two-game winning streak. What has to be done to make this game, you know, more in favor of the Aggies? We already said one thing. You have to score. You also have to play defense. Miller is the only guy on the team with more than 15 points per game as an average. Somebody else has to step up and be the next guy. I don't know who it is. Is it Andre Gordon? Is it Quentin Jackson? Is it Jonathan Aku? Any one of these guys has to be able to put the same amount of points because the problem is you look at what they're doing over in Starkville, where the game will be played tonight. They have multiple guys who are scoring nearly 18 points per game. I mean, you have uh, Abul Adul, the six foot eleven sophomore. He leads the end uh, the SEC in block shots. He also is, I believe, averaging fourteen point eight points per game. And then you have Talu Smith, six foot ten sophomore. He's second in the SEC in block shots. He averaging thirteen point two points per game and eight point eight rebounds. Meanwhile, on the backcourt, you have also Ian Molinaire. And Molinaire is averaging 19.2 points per game and has scored 20 or more points in three of the last Bulldogs' four games. Meanwhile, DJ Stewart, who averages 18.6, has been in double-digit points scored all season long. So you have four guys who can score, and you have four two guys who lead the SEC in rebounds and lead the SEC in block shots. That is not something in favor of your team. The Aggies enter Wednesday night, 10th in SEC in shooting percentage, 12th in SEC in three-point range, and 11th in rebounds. That is not something you are going to be excited about. For me, the biggest thing will be you see how these two teams interact with each other. One cannot score because they're playing against really good defenses. The other one, all they do is score, but for every score that they get, they allow points on the opposite end. 
This is going to be, I think, A&M's highest scoring game of the year. You look at how they've played going into the season, 68-66, to 78-54, 68-54. Each game that they've lost, they haven't gotten more than 56 points. They may lose this game, but they're going to score more than 56 points because the way that this defense is built around Ben Hallen's squad, they allow as many points as they get. So I think that that's going to be something to watch for. I think you also have to see how the three-point shooting goes. 29% in the three-point range, 43% in overall shooting. Something has to give and something has to change. Two players have to step up besides Miller. You know, Miller's going to be good in the paint. You know, Miller's going to be good from shooting anywhere around the court. You have to have that opposite direction going in your favor if you're somewhere on the Aggies. Whether that be in the passing game, whether that be in defense, you know, around the paint, or that be three shooting, whoever is the guy, somebody has to be able to pair well with Miller to give yourself an opposition. Because they have four guys who can score, score often, and prevent points from going in favor of your team. You have to have someone to bounce off of Miller to be able to meet that same production. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, you know the Built Bar code of the past, 12 original flavors, each one that's different design, but you have six new flavors to bring the grand total to 18. When looking at Built Bar, keep in mind, they're great for someone who's the health conscious guy, and they're more like candy bars than they are protein bars because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have a soft nougat center that's easy to chew. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat because the bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for someone on the keto diet. Literally every single morning for the past, you know, this entire month, I have been waking up at 5 a.m. and I cannot get started without a peanut butter protein bar because it's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugars, 5 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this anywhere else out on the shelves that is this delicious and nutritious. And when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. That promo code is Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop indulging in the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggie, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson, back in the game. He's talking all things Texas a and Guys, 2020 is over. 2021 has to be a better year, right? I mean, if not, then we are in for a long long lifetime but the best way to start your year off right is by winning some money and you can do so by listening to the new show locked on bets with your boy q and paramount sports lee sterling they get the best lines in college basketball the nfl playoffs and of course the nba all winter long subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems so texas a&m basketball will be going to face off against the bulldogs tonight i'm gonna get my quick score prediction i think this is a game AM wins. You look at how Ben Hallen's defense is played. There's not a game that's that far out of reach when you think about it. Every single one of these teams, including an 0-4 Georgia, lost by 10. They lost by uh, they lost by five to uh to Kentucky. Missouri got kind of curb stomped, but not really. I mean 14 points, not that much. And Vanderbilt, who's actually worse than AM, lost by three. It all is about finding your rhythm at the right time. Stopping guys like Iverson Molinaire, stopping guys uh, like Smith, stopping guys like Tofu, getting 
production is key. I'm going to go A&M gets the win 78-74. to I do think it's another three-point game. And this is a big win for A&M. This puts them now... At 2-3 in SEC play, it puts them at 7-4 on the year. And that helps them improve up in the standings for the SEC. I mean, A&M right now, they're 10th in SEC. If they were to get a win tonight, they'd move to 2-3 uh, and yeah, they'd move to two and three in SEC play. That would put them at 8. That would make them a higher seed in the SEC competition. I think this is going to be a big-time win for Buzz Williams. Last season, A&M got... They split the series, I believe, against Mississippi State. I think that's going to be the case this year. Going into Starkville is tough, but I do think that they'll come out the winner. I said earlier today that we will be talking college football. And that's probably going to be the case for most of this offseason. It's not that college football is, you know, so much more important than basketball. But... Basketball has its moments that kind of up and down. There's games that you want to focus in on. There's games where we're talking nonstop about it. And then there's games where you don't really care. Where it, it, it should feel like it's in favor of the Aggies. Or A&M is a year away from contending. They're a year away. They're a year away. They're a year away. And you know what I've heard for a while not just because of I've covered A&M, but because I've been in the SEC for years. I started my journalistic career when I was 19 years old. And everyone's already tired of this. I'm sorry. I went to the University of Alabama. I know. But I've been to every single SEC school. I know every program. I know what's going on in the buildings. But it feels like every single year I hear, this is A&M's year. This is A&M's year. This is A&M's year. You hear that with teams like Georgia and it is Georgia's year but I think that's Georgia's pinnacle you hear that with Alabama well Alabama's you know good every year let's be real they're good every single year whether they win the national title or they lose it they're good every single year you're from Florida and Florida it's finally gotten to that point where it better be your year or you're the boy who cried wolf you really are you have a five-star quarterback in Emory Jones. You have a guy, Kyle Trask, who brought you as far as you could. He stunk it up in the you know college football play. I mean, the college football game in the Cotton Bowl. Then again, Oklahoma played everybody. Florida didn't play anybody. I mean, th- that alone kind of hurts. But I look at this and I hear so much about how it's everyone's year next year. It's everyone's year. It's A and M's next year. It is A and M's next year. Next year. If they get one thing settled, and that's what we're going to talk about right now, that's quarterback position. You live or die by the man under center. That's always been the story. Whether you care to admit it or not, quarterback makes or breaks the team. Don't get me wrong. It matters what you have around the quarterback. Take this for instance. Alabama in 2020. How good would they have been if Mac Jones didn't have Devonta Smith? He didn't have Najee Harris. He went with instead John Mechie as his number one. You would have had Jalen Waddle because if he would have been a junior this year. And you would have had Brian Robinson as your running back. Is he a top five finalist for the Heisman Trophy? Does Alabama win against Florida? More importantly, does Alabama win against A&M? Maybe, but it's a lot closer. I think when Jalen Waddle goes out, 
that now makes Clemson the front runner for the award, for everything. They 100% get that. Mac Jones had great protection. Mac Jones had, uh, you know, an, an enormous amount of weapons to work with. The biggest thing would be if AM were able to have their offensive line return. So if all four or five of their offensive linemen came back, so Green, Green, Hawker, Moore, McCollum all came back a year after allowing four sacks and another year with these weapons, a year where maybe you use Demond Demas a little bit more, you get Caleb Chapman back for a healthy year. You add in, you know, Moose Muhammad to the conversation, Chase Lane, a full year of Hezekiah Jones, Anias Smith is back at slot receiver. You have two running backs in A-Chain and Spiller who also can do a little bit of everything. Doesn't that add up? I mean, doesn't that add up to everything you're asking for? Isn't that the storyline that you should be following? To me, that's where I sit on this conversation. A&M has a lot of those things coming back. But they don't have the quarterback just settled out yet. So let's discuss, going to the next segment, how do they find out what they want at quarterback for next season? College football season is over, but that does not mean sports are over. In fact, you have the NFL playoffs coming up, college basketball, plus the NBA season going on. That means there's going to be as many bets you can make as possible, and there's one place we bet on and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag has the NFL games of the week, the current college football topics, the current headlines in sports, college basketball, and NBA lines, the best lines you can get. Don't stay on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive 50% off your welcome bonus with your first deposit. And visit our good friends and exclusive partners on social media at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for your free account, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 50% off your very first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson, back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure that you're listening to the Peacock and Williamson Show. The Peacock and Williamson Show has everything covered in the NFL. Brad Peacock and Matt Williamson talking all things going into the NFL offseason. Subscribe to wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's break this down. Quarterback. How important is the position and who should be the next quarterback for A&M? I really don't think there's an option here. Not to say that there isn't one, but there's not a wrong option based off what I'm about to say. How inept is your offensive line for 2021? However good it is, answers your question. Because you have three different style quarterbacks that all could possibly be the answer. Let's start with Zach Calzada. He's not a straight up, I would say, game manager. But he's very Mac Jones. He's very much a part of the conversation. Moving the ball. Consistent on third down. Likely going to be working inside the pocket a lot. Pocket awareness is great. So is being able to understand how to rely on that pressure. Is the pressure going to be continuously adding? Is there going to be concerns about it moving forward? How long will he have to snap the ball? 
That's a reason. Now let's look at Haynes King. He was the number one pocket passer in the state of Texas at a long view last season. Now you look at what's going on this upcoming year. Can he do the same thing? He jumped Calzada in the depth chart, but that was more so to see, is he the future? Maybe Calzada's the future. Maybe King is just a name that's just on the roster because of they had to figure out what he was. Now he may not be the right guy. If the offensive line is as stout and as promising and has all the potential you want, yeah, I would go with King. But let's say it's not any of that. You need a guy who has to be mobile, who has to move, who cannot get out of his own way. I think you have to go with someone like Eli Stowers. He's a dual threat option. He allows you to be more mobile. He allows you to be a little bit more broad with your play calling. He allows you to be able to make a lot more conventional movement overall. And I feel like that's what AM is missing, is having that mobile guy. You look at what Kellen Mond did this year. Even with an offensive line that allowed four sacks, he was mobile. That, to me, is something that I don't think NFL teams or college teams at this point can give up on. I think that when you look at a quarterback in today's game, arm accuracy and speed, velocity, are the first and second thing to watch for on the staff. That, to me, is what makes a quarterback. Third is mobility. Not in the sense of you have to be this guy who continuously is rushing like Lamar Jackson or picking up first downs on short like Josh Allen. Mobility meaning I'm going to be able to evade the pressure, step up and make a play. That to me is almost as important as just being a part of the team as a whole. So what do you have? If AM's offensive line can hold a block, I think you go Haynes King. I like Zach Calzada, but I don't think he's the option. If the AM offensive line is going to struggle next year, blocking for anybody, and that means the three running backs in your backfield and your quarterback, you got to go Stowers. Look at what he did at Denton Geyer this past year. Look at his passing rate. Agility's there. Arm strength is there. Accuracy is there. Touch is there. Velocity is there. The one thing he doesn't have is an arm that can extend deep, deep, deep downfield. That can come over time. One thing he does have that nobody else has is that speed in the open field. That's the difference about making a play on third and short and punting. I think that that's why you look at these quarterbacks and go, well, why is it so important to be mobile? Because the better a quarterback is getting, it makes them more inept. Because here's the thing. Every single season, a new type of pass rusher comes out. DeMarvin Leal is 250. He moves, I mean, 285, he moves like he's 250. I mean, that's how fast he is. A human should not be able to move that fast with that much weight. He does. You have to be able to prepare for that. So whatever AM wants to do that way, whatever they want to do with their system, that's how they have to improve. 
However the offensive line looks in training camp, in fall camp, that's going to be what separates these two teams. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Subscribe to your podcast listening systems. Tomorrow's show, who's going to be the breakout characters for 2021? We'll be talking about that and so much more. See you then. And remember, you're good, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.